0: This is Brandon Marshall, and we are today we're talking about cancel culture um, because it's a very important thing to marketing. And believe it or not, beyond popular belief, I think if you share your free mind and not give in to the cancel culture, you're actually promoting individual freedom and actually eradicating racism and sexism and all the other isms more than you would be by being somebody's bitch by obeying cancel culture. So today, some things you can, some highlights of this podcast episode is how to not get canceled without being manipulated by social justice, narcissists, or whiny Karens, or how to build a solid foundation where nobody can end you. Meaning you don't wake up the next day and said, fuck, everyone's mad at you. And I had to close up shop. Um, and also Lastly, but not leastly, even if that's not a word, make a fuck ton of, of more money in your marketing. Um, I don't know. I wrote some notes. I don't even know what the fuck I said. I have horrible handwriting. They tried to train me on this shit in elementary school, but make a fuck ton more of clients and money in your business and in your marketing. There's no hiding required. You don't have to hide who you are. You don't have to be worried of people misperceiving your true character or your true intentions because you have nothing to hide and nothing to prove. So without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. Hey everybody, this is Brandon Marshall. I know every time I do that I'm like, well of course you know I'm Brandon Marshall, but why do I have to even say that? You know the deal, there's new people that come to this podcast, it's not the same people all the time. Some people don't know who I am. Some people think, hey, I just met this guy. I'm gonna check out this podcast. And maybe they just they just turned the shit off. They're like, what the fuck? You didn't even give me a poppy intro. Um but yeah, just know that some people don't know me yet. I know it's a tragedy. tragedy. Um, but we're gonna get to the point where everyone knows me. It's it's gonna be a long um year until that happens. But in 2021, everybody will know me. So anyway, today I want to talk about cancel culture. Cancel culture. Why did I say it like that? Cancel culture. Um, you will not hear any background noise from Rebecca. I think a lot of people, why, that might be offensive. I shouldn't say her voice is noise. Her beautiful voice in the background um, with random comments. From the majority of the polls of my clients and audience, they like when she joins in. Well, you're not going to get that today. So deal with it. She's at her mom's house because her mom's gone and she's doing like a little getaway thing because she's tired of my um, neurotic personality. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Actually, things have been quite good in the relationship side of things with COVID and all that stuff. Um, Even though we're on top of each other uh, in this apartment. But um, it's good. It's good to kind of like have like a couple days of separation, build up the polarity in the relationship, all that good stuff. Um, I have a friend of mine correcting me right now on Instagram saying that I said you're instead of you are so glad that the that um my friends are still busting my balls on spelling and grammar and today i want to talk about cancel culture i think i said that and i thought i i probably i have talked about it here for sure but i thought i did an episode on it so i wasn't going to do it but i'm like wait the the podcast is called sorry i offended you you know Um, There probably should be 15 episodes about cancel culture alone or even more. So I wanted to talk about that, navigating through your message, why it's so important to still have a free mind. Um, Something that I tweeted out today, you can find me on Twitter at Sexy Ginger Jesus. My Twitter and my Instagram and my Facebook, they're all a different vibe. So I highly recommend get you a mixed balance of Brandon Marshall in your life. But one thing I notice about cancel culture, first and foremost, I don't have any notes for this. I'm just going off randomly. I'm drinking my bulletproof coffee. One thing I notice is I see a lot of women on the other end of cancel. Like, they're the targets most of the time. I've been targeted. You know, I won't say that my life is totally non-cancel culture. But um, recently, a mentor of mine, Katrina Ruth, She's been on this podcast before. Um, they tried to cancel her. You can't cancel Katrina Ruth. And that's the thing. If you're a powerful personality, you can't be canceled. Um, and basically, she made a pretty conspiracy-leaning post about mask, And I think that's a valid concern. You know, I'm going to be transparent here, um, just like your mask is. <laughs> um, for one thing, I don't think... It's not that I'm against mask per se, but I think the argument is pointless because the masks don't work effectively enough to argue about it. It doesn't work effectively enough to hate your neighbor for. So, um, you know, nothing should be enough to hate your neighbor. I mean, unless your neighbor is a real horrible person, I guess. But still, you know, you want to be Buddha about it, I guess. And and still dislike them from a place of love, like love and wish the best for them while still, um, you know, kicking in their door, whatever. But um, I, I live by a code of live and let live. And I think that's the best way to live um, even now. I have the, I can take the responsibility of my own health. The responsibility of my health isn't the people outside of me. I got to take responsibility for my own. If someone is more immune compromised than me, of course, I would want to honor their space for sure, and I understand that we can impact other people, but also I would hope they would be taking a level of personal responsibility to protect themselves um, rather than getting their blood pressure up and yelling at other people for not uh, deciding to wear masks. But Katrina Ruth put um, a valid concern, and I think a lot of people don't read enough history, I guess, or don't understand what it's like in other countries that are not free nations. Um, but it's a valid concern, you know. It's uh, if you've if you read on it, you'd understand that you that the government will have you giving up freedoms for a false sense of security. I say, false sense of security because the government's not that great in really securing us. Um I mean, in some ways, they are. I'm like, gosh, if we didn't have any fucking police officers, it would be a little rough. Um, you know, police are getting it hard right now, but I'm a balanced person. I think i I think police brutality is a fucking issue. But I also think that, thinking that there's a utopia without any police is uh, quite ridiculous. So anyway, Katrina Ruth posted this thing, and you know, a few people, it's funny how egoic some people are. Uh, A lot of people posted a comment to the length of something like, "Uh, you're finished now, unfollowed. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? I'd never heard of you. You can, so basically, it's any random person can tell me that I'm finished. Like any person can can come up on my profile and say, you're finished, LOL, <laughs> unfollowed. Like, oh, fuck, I pissed off a of Karen. Must mean I can't run a business anymore. Um, it's just interesting that there's people out there that want to feed into the demise of other people's business and they'll find any reason. And um you know like when i hear something about someone i'm all for truth being revealed. For instance, um Jeffrey Epstein. I'm there's plenty of evidence it's not a, it's not a fucking maybe that Jeffrey Epstein is guilty. I'm glad that the truth came up to the surface. Um, that dude, Chris, the, the, the or whatever his name is, um, haven't read up on him much, but it sounded like there was a raging amount of evidence that's like, oh wait, he was doing some fucked up shit. Um, but still like even that I'm not going to, I'm not going to fully go in and rage against him, but I do think there's value, um, on calling things out and, and I've called things out in the past and I, you know, like for instance a few years ago there was a very narcissistic person taking advantage of my friend circle so it was it felt it felt necessary to call it out because she purposely gained a lot of equity within my community so it's like i better let people know in my community that this person is a flat out scammer not maybe a scammer not um a client was dissatisfied and and looked at it through their own lens and decided that she was bad i mean she was really stealing people's money and not delivering programs so i think that's that is a valid reason to call something out but i think within the call out culture it definitely has far far by far overcorrected to where everyone gets fucking called out Um, like a lot of people are getting called out for blackface right now, which I do think is a bad thing. Um, so let's be clear. And I could, I could even be called out because it's like, what were you defending blackface? You know, like that's how like fucking on edge people are, but Hey, I can't seem to get called out anymore. Um, but my issue is there's is a lot of people who've worn spray tan. I've seen someone who dressed up as Sookie. Is her name Sookie or Snooky? I forget. I, I think I'm getting uh, fucking True Blood and the, the Jersey Shore people confused. But I'm talking about the Jersey Shore girl. Um, someone dressed up like her for Halloween and she's very spray tan. And then someone tried to call that person out for blackface. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? Like she dressed up as a white tan woman. <laughs> and uh so so that's the issue I have is like everyone's just looking for a reason. You know, you could go back. I've done some fucked up shit ten years over ten years ago, you know, and and but I will say this if a video came out about me, like it like let's say um that time I was twenty one and I was cussing out people in the bus stop and I almost got in a fight with the entire bus, um, it would look pretty bad, but it would be um It would be entertaining. So, you know, like we've all done things we regret. The Kevin Hart call out was fucking, uh, you know, it was unnecessary. Like, let's call out Kevin Hart. Let's tear him down. So, you know, a lot of these self-righteous moves, I mean, are we really being self-righteous or are we covering up something here? Let's diagnose this. Let's diagnose the, the, the Karen, the social justice Karens of the world. Or is it, oh, i I did hear a term Martin Luther Karens. <laughs> Uh and someone probably get pissed at that? Why is it always white people talking about see i'm 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 all good with the you know, understanding my privilege. I understand I have some privilege here, you know, I'm a white man., uh, white men are you know, there's definitely lots of evidence pointing to my privilege and I can, I can live with that. Um, and I can understand to use my privilege to benefit others and benefit, you know, like to, to, to bring um, a conscious message to the world for sure. But why is it always the white people that saying check your privilege is <laughs> always like the women who are getting trust funds from their dad, and they're like check your privilege. You know why? Is because the most privileged people are the ones saying it. And and the reason why the most privileged are saying that is because people who truly lack privilege don't have fucking time for petty battles. They don't have fucking time for that shit. You know they 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 want to fucking succeed. They want to build a legacy for their family. They don't have time to fucking sit back and worry about you know argue with someone on the internet at least about how things are unfair now don't get that mistaken with fixing issues for sure and getting to the root of things and using their message for good and um making changes in corruption of a system for sure but they're not going to be whiny ass people online being like check your privilege it's always the white privileged people that are always obsessed about privilege is always the white privileged people, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to put white people under an umbrella, but I'm just trying to make a point because because uh, it's ironic, you know. What's really like it's necessary at this point to point out, and 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 you know what, something else I don't like is generalizations of all white people, or all you know, or all black people, or all uh, people of color, whatever it may be. I, you know, the general, generalizations are stupid because it actually moves us back. You know, for one thing is good to, there's different sizes of spectrum. It's good to understand someone's differences for sure. And to appreciate someone else's culture and appreciate someone else's differences. Um, I do agree with, you know, we, we can't just pretend that we don't see color, uh, Gosh, there seems to be an emergency out there. Thank you for having an emergency during my podcast. But anyway, why don't you just edit, Brandon Marshall? Because I'm on I'm 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 just firing the podcast out and it's real and raw. So anyway, I do believe in understanding, you know, the differences of, of our races and experiences and all that good stuff. That is fucking awesome. But also, I think is a problem is defining somebody by their race or their color or their, you know, who they are. Because there's many white people. Yeah, think a lot differently than me. <laughs> there's a lot of different types of white people. I can th- think of three on top of my head. There's like the real country white people. There's like the real snobby, preppy white people. There's like the fucking. Whatever the fuck I am, I don't even want to give myself a label. But even that, even given the labels, there's like different types of country white people and different types of preppy white people and shit like that. And I think it's a very dangerous way of living to generalize things. Um, And something that people don't talk about that, uh, you know, you can't talk about it in some cases because people get mad at you. But like I've seen, you know, ridiculous shit, uh, where it's like white men are the biggest danger in this country. Um, white men are terrorists and stuff like that. And well, yeah, there are some white people who have done horrible fucking things. But to overgeneralize, it's like how are you? And by the way, I've seen this from a white guy. <laughs> so, um, but like how how is that bringing people together? You know, like, how is that, like, making yourself a martyr? You know, like, how is that helping? Um, Determining someone's character by the color of their skin? You know, I heard that somewhere that that's a wrong thing to do. But, yeah, so, kind of went on a random tangent there. But I promise that this is going to serve you in your business. Hopefully, this liberates you. Hopefully, you're hearing a different opinion. Um, I really think a lot of people are think they're woke because they're following mainstream views. But if you're following the mainstream, you're not very woke. You're not questioning things out of the mainstream narrative. You're only obeying and being programmed. Like a lot of people... Post their thoughts and they're not even posting their own thoughts or regurgitating what they heard. And deep down, deeply rooted in their subconscious, they're told to operate in this way because um, that's how how they get accepted, by group thinking. You know, there's not a lot of people who are actually going to speak up and risk criticism. Not a lot of people are speaking their full entire truth online. They're like, hey, what does the online world want? And let me fit in this box so the people that I'm scrolling their news feed likes me. And you know what? I do that subconsciously too sometimes. Oh, man, I burped. I burped on the podcast. That's not good. Um, but I subconsciously do that too sometimes. Don't dock don't doc my scores. Uh, don't dock my reviews for... You know that interruption right there, but I do it too sometimes. Like if I'm reading and I'm ab- absorbing my newsfeed, how much is it of my? How much of that is my thoughts, and how much is that someone else's? So that's why, and and you know that's not always the case. Like yes, I, I'm good at responding to stuff with my own opinion, but I got to be very careful in absorbing everyone's emotional thoughts. And then putting myself in a corner and being like, oh my God, if I say this, then that means I'm a horrible person. Because there's plenty of people who are labeling other people and canceling other people, not based on exactly what they did, but based off an opinion or challenging an opinion and then being cornered into being somebody where that other person who canceled that person or tried to cancel that person filled in the lines. So let's take Katrina Ruth, for example. Let's make an example of Katrina Ruth. I'm just kidding, Katrina, if you're listening to this. Um, But Katrina Ruth said some valid concerns and some unique things that challenges are going on in Australia. And the funny thing is, some people have been conditioned to hate America so much that they were calling her stupid American, not realizing she doesn't even live in America. <laughs> um like it's it's just crazy to me. And I get it, America has flaws and all that stuff, but the hatred for America for some people, like I've just, you know, I've seen some people um come like just totally shit on this country, instead of actually celebrating 4th of July. Now, I understand if you feel like, you know, your country has done you wrong, or like, you know, you're feeling a lot of pain right now, that's cool. But a lot of people are feeling pain for other people. (laughs) Like, I've had many barbecues, (laughs) I've had many barbecues with people of color, black friends, all that stuff. Like, I've been raised in Baltimore. You know, in fact, it's never been like this. Um, and and I have many uh, black friends that were from the military that celebrated 4th of July. So it's like, hey, if, if your personal belief is like, hey, I don't want to celebrate it. Cool. I'm not that type of guy that's like, you're American and you, you uh, respect the flag. Um, but this fire kind of lit inside of me, uh, during, you know, the, the, after resting, we went out to, to, to a pool party during 4th of July. And, um, I don't know, there was a burning fire because I've heard from people feeling tiptoeing around having pride in their nation, (laughs) having pride in America. That's what, that's the reason why I posted, um, before I got in Facebook jail like, I'm not like a, a, I've never been like America type person. Um, but I, I've always, you know, had a level of appreciation for this country. I also had a level of criticism for this country. And I think if we go too far to one end of the spectrum, that's not good. Because something else I said the other day was the right, the far right has this viewpoint of, I love my country and you better not criticize it. That's patriot, You know, and and they see that as patriotism. And I would always make the argument that patriotism is being willing to look at the flaws too. Then you go on the far left and it's like, fuck America. You know, America is, is, you know, horrible while every individual and there has been racial divide and there's definitely changes that need to be made in the system. And I've spoken up against the the system and there, I definitely think there needs to be changes in our foreign policy and all that stuff. Um, But every individual is benefiting off of freedom of speech right now. Any individual could start their own fucking podcast right now and not have the, the, government raid their fucking house and take them for jail for, for, um, saying something wrong. Every individual, um, I would say is kind of murky with the right to bear arms on paper. Yes. Like people have the right to bear arms and I, and, and if, and any gray area that, cause I've seen videos and stuff and examples of where a black man is looked differently open and carrying than a white man. Um, but I do believe in the core of the second, the core principle of the second amendment. So I just think there's like a balanced approach of, there's a lot to appreciate and a lot of freedom everyone has. And there's improvements that we get to make and we can be a more free society for every individual, for, for, you know, for diverse people, you know, a diversity of people. And there is progression that gets to be made. But we also got to be aware of where we're progressing to and what freedoms we take for granted. Because what I see when when we get really, 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 really woke, <laughs> we're talking about. Don't say master bedroom woke. Um, you no longer say Hawaiian pizza woke. You can't say king or queen woke. Um, baby, is cold outside is banned woke. When we when we get to that woke um then we got to really question things because and, and and also the thinking online where we think hey we need to cancel people and make sure this person doesn't make any money um that's this not fucking good not fucking good because right and and what i'm saying is if you have a truth to tell if you have something, a burning desire to speak about something, fucking speak up when you still have the right to speak about it. Because you, we still, you know, I'm hoping everyone listening to this has the right to speak their own message without being penalized by the government. But so-called wokeness, if you go too far on the woke spectrum, you got a lot of people who want to police language. And it's really uh, one-dimensional thinking or two-dimensional thinking. Maybe I'll give it a 2 dimensional score. Um, But it's really two-dimensional thinking to say, hey, you said that word or you said that phrase. And yesterday we agreed that that's out of line. You know, like apparently one person, I think John Legend decided that master bedroom is a bad thing. Um, So I guess we all got to listen to him. And then you see other tweets say, like, hey, us black people, we don't give a fuck about that. Like, we just, want, we just want to end police brutality. Like, what the fuck? We don't care about fucking master bedroom. And that's kind of goes back to my point of like, everyone's an individual. Like, I can't just look at black people and say, that's what black people think. I know, I know independent black people, I know uh, conservative black people, and I know liberal black people, and they all think differently. And the weird thing about the woke side of things, it's like, no, we actually had to fall in line with all the woke rules. And even if you're, even if you're a left-leaning black person, if you don't follow those rules, it's you know. So like, where's a, I don't know, where's the anti-racism in that? I think anti-racism, like when when we're talking about diversity, I fully agree with diversity and skin color, culture, religion. But how about we promote diversity of thought as well? <laughs> did we forget about that? Did we forget about diversity in thought? I think a lot of people did. Um, because if you have a diverse thought, um, it's, so, it's so hyperactive that it's like you could have a different viewpoint and still have a good heart and still want the best for the world and maybe even want the same thing for the world as, you know, as a person on the other end. But you phrased the thing or you said something that is no longer allowed based off some fucker that wrote a blog. um, And somehow everyone agreed to it. And then all of a sudden they're getting canceled. So it's like two dimensional thinking, you know. It's like um, it's kind of like goes back to the person dressing up on Halloween as a tan white woman. and and wore spray tan and group think is like, Oh, we must eliminate everything that is blackface. And then it just goes out of control. And now you're firing shots at somebody who should never receive the bullet. They were just having fun. They just want to dress up as um, their favorite or least favorite Jersey shore character, (laughs) you know? So, you know, like innocent people are getting penalized for that. And the question is, is, do we want that type of do we want to have that type of stuff seen as law of the invisible rules and the and the eggshells that we're walking on? Do we want it to get to the point where, you know, it becomes a thing where it's like it's just a normalized thing in society that hey, you know, like people are manually generating a violation of the first amendment right now? manually generating it meaning it's not enforced by the law but there are there the the stakes are higher even by slipping up a little bit even you know like obviously hey if you say something very hateful and a lot of people catch on to it and you become famous for it you know, you sort of, uh, yeah, you dug your own grave there, and and you may be a little bit of an asshole. Now, even if someone's an asshole, I don't believe in doing everything in my power to, to get them fired and shit like that. I'm not going to message anybody's employer or anything like that. However, it's just not so weird that, you know, if you say some crazy shit purposely, um, there's a penalty for it you know like you got to be mindful too of being a total asshole but i think like for the most part innocent people uh end up on the the wrong side of these things when they don't really deserve it one thing that can really get you caught up in it is if you're the one dishing it out soon the sharks will come after you <laughs> it's all it's going to happen you now see the loudest motherfucker out there that's like talking shit about how everyone else is showing up online soon that boomerang is going to come back in your, your face. It's going to, it's going to hurt. Um, but it's not, it's nothing to joke about really. It's like, there's, a, I'm, you gotta be really mindful about this call out thing. Cause it is a detri- it's detrimental to people's mental health. You know? Um I think it's easier when it's someone you don't even fucking know that wants to talk shit, but then when someone kind of stabs you in the back, you're like, damn, that betrayal. It's like, damn, I thought you were my friend. I thought you were my client. And uh, you jumped on the, the bandwagon of canceling me without sending me a private message. There's definitely been stuff like that for me. Um, but yeah, so how how do you navigate with this? And what's the importance of speaking the truth during this time? Well, for one thing, when you speak out your core truth that isn't by the mainstream narrative, there's also a big level of respect that you receive because you're a breath of fresh air and you're willing to say things that other people are scared to say and I think the stakes are higher than ever. And since the stakes are higher than ever, then there's more respect and love um, shown your way, even if you get the hate within that. So for one thing, it's worth it. For another thing, I think you have a major responsibility as a messenger to reinforce and promote freedom of thought and freedom of freedom of speech. Because silence today can lead to something really fucking dangerous in the future, and I'm not saying to uh, I'm not saying that it's, you know definitely going to happen. I'm not trying to spook people or anything like that. I'm just saying that it's a possibility if we willingly give up our freedom of speech and we willingly stay silent because everyone's getting fired at or fired from their job and shit like that for speaking their thoughts, then we've already given up our freedom of speech. And then it's much easier for the government to impose that on us. So that's like a big, 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 big purpose. It's like, really think of that. like do you want your kids living in a society where they can't spe- they can't have freedom of thought and they had to be indoctrinated and uh, you know we're already living in a, you know manually, people are doing it, and we don't want that part of our system, period. That's regressing that's not helping people with individual rights. That hurts everybody. It hurts white people, black people, um, Asian people, Hispanic people, Jamaican people. I'm just like going off the list, Um, Russian people. (laughs) Um, But like, hey, it's so important to really value freedom of expression and exercise it when you feel called to. It's those posts where you feel like you want to hit the lead on that are the most important. It's the posts like, holy shit, am I going to say this? Those are the most important. And take a page out of the book of Katrina Ruth or Brandon Marshall. Give no fucks. Be so real in the value that you provide that you won't let um, anyone else get to you. Ashay Sandara, she's really good at that too. Um I've seen her kind of put the fire put to her a few times and I even jumped in and defended her. Um not that she needed me to save her or anything like that, but I think it was a noble like it was just a good thing to do. Um but like I had someone threaten me when I did defend her saying, "Oh, screenshots are forever, blah blah blah, you're in trouble." And I'm like, "Good, I'll smile for the fucking camera. I don't care." Everything that I say online, out in the open, is what I meant to fucking say. Like, what do you think you're getting on me? You, you, <laughs> like, it just blows my mind. Um It's like, I said what I said. This is what I believe right now. Screenshots are forever. Good. So people can see my message forever. You know, I don't think like you. Matter of fact... <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? You're more privileged than me. I know your shit. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that you're doing this out of guilt. And I know that there's some things that you're ashamed about. Like, and that's the reason why you feel like you had to project all that shame on other people. I have less than, to hide than majority of the people in the world. And that's what gives me power, is I don't have anything to hide. I fully own my imperfections. I fully own my flaws. I fully own my story. I fully own how I got to where I'm at right now. I'm not lying online about how I got to where I'm at. I'm not making up shit. There's no gaps in my story. (laughs) So what are you going to call me out for? Let me know. Um, something I may have said, because I use this as an example a lot. So I don't know if I said this on the podcast or my private clients or whatever, but one of the most brilliant things around this is Eminem in the, in the movie eight mile in that last battle. And what he did in that last battle is he unloaded all the ammo. He was in a vulnerable position because he was told to go first. So basically the other person could respond to him in that rap battle and instead of going right at his opponent, he decided to diss himself and said, "I am a piece of white trash. I am, you know, wink did fuck my girl, and I'm here, still here, saying fuck the free world. Yes, uh, my uh, friend uh, Cheddar Bob got jumped by all six of you punks, or whatever. You know, like he was basically unloading the other guy's ammo. He knew exactly what he was going to say about him. That's the same thing when it comes to messaging. That's the why. That's why actual vulnerability." you know, or another side of why it's so powerful because you're alchemizing the shame of who you are. So what's left? What are people going to expose you on? If you own and you love who you were, if you, and how you progressed, like you celebrated your growth, even if you may have said problematic things in the past, Kevin Hart, (laughs) you know, the Kevin Hart thing was ridiculous, but when you value who you are, when you have nothing to hide and nothing to prove and you're grounded in your values, you just have that tunnel vision for your values. That's why I'm doing, and I highly recommend, I'm going to revert you back to a past podcast to the Free Your Mind episode. That's why I'm applying Free Your Mind to my life. Because when I look at the newsfeed and see other people's opinions and maybe even seeing some people wrongfully being called out by assumptions. Basically, someone calls somebody out saying, you said this, so this must mean this, and that must mean you're a Nazi KKK. Like, wait a minute. We just made a big assumption there. That's a major fucking assumption. There's not a lot of fucking Nazi and KKK out there. Like, like, it's just gone crazy. But you ingest that shit, right? Or, you know, whatever other judgments people make about someone else. That was just one example. Um... Then we're afraid of speaking our own message because we don't want someone to draw in the dots and make the assumption of, I know your true colors. This is who you are. It's like, wait a minute, that's not who I am. But when you don't hide who you are, when you're not ashamed of who you are, and you put it all on the fucking table and you educate yourself, not educating yourself because someone forced you into a program, because I've seen that before. I've seen that. I've seen sales pages like that, like, hey, are you a white woman and you don't want to get canceled? Well, join my anti-racism program where I indoctrinate you with my thoughts. Nah, fuck that. Educate yourself and learn about racism by your with your own intuition and by listening to feedback from others. But don't let someone else indoctrinate you. There's a lot of narcissism in the social justice place. Let's be real. Let's be fucking real. None of the white women wanna speak out about that. Not, not many women wanna speak out about that, but I will. There's a lot of narcissism in the social justice space. There's a lot of manipulation. There's a lot of control. There's a lot of stealing content. No one wants to talk about that shit because it wouldn't be good for business. Um, but I'm willing to talk about it, so you know, you wanna call me out? <laughs> I, I, I can do it. We can, we can, like, I'm, I'm ready. Um, but anyway, just like there's, uh, just like there's messed up things in the coaching industry, there's a lot of messed up things in the social justice space and don't link just what people say about social justice to, to everything that it means for diversity, um, or equal opportunity and all that stuff. Because there's a lot of radicalized views too. And there's a lot of hate-filled movements that are disguised under moral superiority. So like if someone says, for instance, I hate white people, they might not have your best interest in mind. <laughs> they might not. You know, I kind of like, uh, you know, I like to surround myself with people who accept me for being a white man. You know? A lot of people, like, here's the thing. There's an issue right now in the social justice spaces that you don't see a lot of white men, at least white men with balls. You don't see a lot of black men either that uh, have these conversations. And I'm just going to give, you know, both sides of the story. The reason why is, for one thing, I'm sure that there's more ways that men can drop into their heart. Absolutely. There's more things that men collectively can learn, for sure. You know, some of it falls on us, but also maybe your groups aren't as inclusive as you say. Maybe you just don't like them. (laughs) Maybe, maybe you haven't cleared all your shit against men. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) just maybe. No, but really, I do believe that. Like, I, I think, you know, people shout out inclusive, but like, are you really accepting of men? Do you really look at men without prejudice? Do you really look at black men, white men without prejudice or do you still have shit to work on? And are you actively working on that? Let's flip the tables because you always want to, you know, grill people be like, are you actively working on yourself? Are you actively working on your shit? Because you're sounding kind of hateful right now. <laughs> are you actively working on how to um, love and unite people? Some people aren't, but they want to teach a shit. Are you really trauma informed? Because you don't seem so trauma informed. You seem to be traumatizing people left and right. And I'm talking about the real, real radicalized woke. Um, shit's wild. And people who've seen it will understand what I'm talking about. But really, I think, uh, you know, we really need to bring each other together. And really, if you have a message of love, and you have a message that you've been dying to share like i know i know some people who've been wanting to share conspiracy stuff stuff but they've seen people get shamed for it hey if you if you if you went down that rabbit hole and you feel like there's a deeper truth it's your fucking job to share it yes we live in a hyper um angry a hyper reactive world there's nothing wrong with anger by the way Let's, let's be clear with that. There's nothing wrong with anger. I'm passionately angry doing this podcast, but there's a lot of reactive people and a lot of people who are hurting others and their intentions are in place and maybe they should follow their own advice, impact over intent. Although I don't fully, I mean, I do, I do agree with that perception, but also I think we should value intent as well. Absolutely. hundred percent. I think because when someone has good intent, you have something to work with. You can have a discussion and come to an agreement. You can make one more loving and conscious person in this world if they have good intentions. So let's not devalue intent with this phrase, impact over intent. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but also, I think that, you know, people have good intentions. Um, You know, it's great intention to want equality, diversity, and let's not forget diversity of thought. Um, But that's a good thing to want in this world. And a lot of people are fighting for that. And I think that's fucking awesome. But I think there are also people who are making an impact and being very hateful to their brothers and sisters when they don't need to be. You know, they could be more loving and caring and maybe they're not as evolved as you. And I'm t- I'm talking on many different spectrums, right? So like maybe someone isn't evolved as you as understanding race, but they sound exactly like you did a year ago. Like maybe treat them like the past version of yourself if you're into that self-love thing. So, you know, like every time that I learn more about racism, someone lovingly messaged me or someone lovingly expressed something to me and not in a way of like bowing down to me. Cause I think there's a big insecurity there of like, well, you don't get cookies or, you know, fuck you. But like someone as a friend was like, Hey, you know, like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything like that. I got much love for you, Brandon Marshall. But, um, this thing that you said in your post, um, you know, just want to give feedback for that much love. On the other side of things, you can tell the difference if someone really cares for your well-being or not, or the well-being of the world or not, because the other side of things is like, "Oh, you know, blow up your comment section and, uh, you know, threaten to take a screenshot, and I got receipts and shit like that, and it's like, "You got receipts for what? For what? What you got receipts for? If you got receipts on me, please fucking share it. <laughs> but um, you know, it's like really, you know, it's more of like I'm coming into this space to try to out you. And I want to say to everyone here who has been impacted by cancel culture or has been holding back on their message because of that is you don't owe the public an apology. If you did something wrong to a family member, apologize to them. If you did something to a friend, and you let them down, apologize to them. A lot of people are way too apologetic. You don't. It's not your fucking job to apologize to the entire world because they dug up something that happened 10 years ago. It's not your fucking job. And that's actually where a lot of people make the wrong move when it comes to call out culture. So if you just write this down as a note, if this is the only note that you take on this podcast, Never apologize to somebody who's bullying you online. Because when you apologize, you just admitted that you intentionally did something to hurt people. And when you make that opening, they're not going to expect they're not going to accept that apology. They're going to use that to manipulate and control you. And they're going to use it, you as the next target. The best thing to do if you are under fire, is to stay true to your values and not be reactionary to the, the, the people calling you out. Why? Because they want their next hit of adrenaline. They want their next hit of drama. That's what they want. They don't want an apology. You don't have the power to make them feel better. They were feeling like that before they came at you. So just you know, stand strong in your beliefs, But don't be reactionary. Don't feed them. Then they'll forget about you in a day or two, three days maybe, and go into someone else because they realize they can't get anything out of you. So that's the best, you know, like be the mountain. Like just what I talked about masculinity and masculinity is involved in leadership. So this is for all genders, you know. Knowing divine masculinity is great for any messenger out there. And if the right person listens to this, they'll be like, toxic masculinity, we're not forced to be in your masculine energy, fuck you. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) the solid masculine is being anchored down and being solid in your values and not chasing the energy around you. So when you are solid and you're grounded in your beliefs and you're consistent, Regardless of how people are coming at you, because regardless, if you have a strong opinion, someone's going to be mad. You know, people are going to be mad. That's how the way it goes. My advice to you is: please be independent. Please be a free thinker, and please don't bow down to any type of online caught, whether they mask themselves as, a, you know, a coaching organization, a social justice organization, um, a political organization. Remember to think with your own mind and something else when it comes to speaking your truth and, um, really helping people. If you're, if you're someone who's inspired to free other people's minds, just know this is, is better to use honey, I guess, (laughs) or plant seeds. Like you don't have to yell at someone and, and, and be exactly like the thing that I'm criticizing. You don't have to yell at people and be like, wake up sheeple. What if you just put little seeds into to their subconscious mind little by little? Use comedy. Comedy softens people's resistance and allows them to freely think and observe different perspectives. And I would highly recommend avoiding identity politics. You know, and and we all fall into it sometimes. But if you speak ideology without attaching it to a person, an organization or whatever, then their prejudice conditions don't um, register. So then they're able to agree with it. But like, for instance, if you have a diehard um, liberal that fucking hates Trump and you said, hey, Trump, blah, 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 even if it was a good idea worth listening to, they're going to be like, fuck you, Trump. Trump's a racist and he's horrible. And that's a whole other discussion, you know? And then on the other side of things, if you're like, well, the left has this great idea and blah, 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 you know, Joe Biden or something that I agree with him. You know, if you, I don't know, like if you, you say something good about that, then the other side is going to be like, "How dare you, you, stupid liberal!" Blah 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 blah. You know, people identify with their political thoughts, so I highly recommend acting as an independent. I <laughs> maybe I'm just as biased as the other political people, but I think independence is a way to live, and then you don't um, you're not voting just one party or person or you know preconditioned beliefs. You're allowing yourself to sit back. You're allowing to, yourself to view the different biases from each political view. And you're allowing yourself to look deeper than just a mainstream narrative. So I really think it pays off to be independent because, I mean, how ridiculous is it to think that there's one group of people that are anti-abortion, religious, and whatever the fuck else, pro-gun. And then there's another side of the spectrum that is pro-abortion, um, and they're the only people that that believe in gay rights, and they're the only people who are not racist or whatever the fuck else that they you know progressive views that they stand on. And it's it's just a ridiculous thing. Like the way it's such two-dimensional thinking, literally. Like it's two-dimensional thinking, and the world doesn't work like that. Humans are more complex than that. In fact, I would even go to the lengths of saying if someone identifies from their party so much that they follow every exact fucking rule and never disagrees, they're not thinking with their own thoughts. They're being programmed. So uh, yeah, we need independent thinkers. We need free minds to, you know, what's really progressive, not following every single rule from the progressive party but to actually like look at everything and say, well, I agree with this. I don't agree with this. You know, we need balance in this. Um, you know, things like that, like actual free thinkers, that's what progression is. Progression isn't listening to the mainstream news and being like, Oh, you want me to do that? I will do that. Thank you. So, um, yeah, open up your mind. And I, and you know, I'm talking about this and a lot, you know, a lot of this is political or whatever, but really, it, it, it goes into your views and your core values and things like that and what you most want to message. And I promise you, when you back your own free mind, money follows, clients follow, um, Market it, it boosts up your marketing. I just labeled this as a marketing podcast. It's a very unconventional marketing podcast, but it is marketing. And when you're not ashamed of who you are, you build a solid foundation. Do you want to be somebody who places a niche outside of them and who does a lot of performative shit? And as soon as they say the wrong thing, they have to apologize and get their PR team to smooth things over? Or do you want to build a solid foundation with people that actually vibe with you and and roll with you and fucking love you and you stay true to your values? You know why Katrina Ruth can't be canceled? You know why I can't be canceled? It's because we said we are the niche. So there's soul aligned clients that fucking love us and that think independently like we do. So we don't have to cater to people. You know, if someone made a perception about me, no one can fucking cancel me because I'm true to who I am and I have nothing to hide and nothing to prove. And I decided, I just fucking decided no one's taking me out. And I'm just going to laugh at every comment that someone throws my way or every fucking screenshot and I'll fucking troll them back. <laughs> if, if, if it's, if it's worth my time, if they have enough of an audience, I'll do it. But if they only have like three followers, I don't, I'm not even bothering, but, um, you know, I do it for financial gain. I troll people for financial gain. Damn right. I do. Um, but I'm willing, like if you don't want to, if you don't want to love me, if you don't want to make me your friend, I'm happy to make you an enemy. I'm not afraid of confrontation. That was, uh, that was definitely, uh, found in a chapter of this 50 cent book. I just read his latest book is fucking gold. Highly recommend it. Um, and he does have a chapter on cancellation as well. So totally worth the, the read, but I'm just saying, be true to you. There's only one of you and when you stick true, stay true to who you are, you open up the clients that you were meant to work with, you eliminate the competition or at least you have fun with the competition because you're actually being you and you're not being performative and you're not following the rules and you laid a solid foundation for your empire. Yes, people have said empire is problematic. Um, if you think that you can suck my balls, <laughs> I'm still saying empire. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Trying to crumble my empire? You ain't it ain't going to happen. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for tuning into this podcast. It is greatly appreciated. Please leave a 5-star review and also check out my new website spiritualsmartassery.com if you haven't been there yet. For one thing, I am launching my new program or my old program, but another live iteration of the program Smartass which is becoming a better writer, even if your mom thinks you suck at it. No, but really, if you want to become an engaging writer and convert people into paying clients through your writing and your message, join Smartass. It's worth every fucking penny. And there's already hours upon hours, like double-digit hours of live streams as pre-work for you. Or, you know, you don't have to go into all that as pre-work, but it's available to you for life. Um, just by joining, because I put in all the the the, the previous phases of smartass in there, and then we're going to do a live round starting on July fifteenth. So check out spiritualsmartassery.com for all of it. There's a free gift there for you at spiritualsmartassery.com to help you with your content as well. There's a freebie by giving me your email. So give me your email, your real email, or else. Um, but seriously, join it and. Give, give a man a five-star review. You know, we're, we're really going to build this podcast into something amazing. And I got some amazing collaborations in mind. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a hot summer. It's going to be amazing. And I'll see you later. Thanks for tuning in.